0: Hello, wonderful people. This is Jason English with Things About Things. Simplifying concepts without sacrificing depth. Thanks for joining in for concept 22. Today's concept, audio engineering. I'm here with my friend Everett Harden. Everett is a professional audio engineer and musician. Hi, Everett. Hey, hey. what's up, man? Thanks for coming in. I'm really excited to to learn from you. Right out of the gate, what is it? What is audio engineering? I I really want to learn like a million vocab words and all that. Sure. But what, what, when you hear the phrase audio engineering, what is that?
1: So, from a basic level, uh, it's just, you know, the manipulation of sound. Um, And it really just depends on, audio engineering can cover a a wide range of. Needs, uh, live sound amplification, um, uh, productions uh, on a recorded medium, whether it be film um, or YouTube videos or podcasts. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Also, uh, you know, my focus primarily has been on music production. Right. um, And that medium would be just uh, essentially a stereo field Mm -hmm. um, on a recorded medium, usually a digital... File, which would be like a wave file. Um, most people these days listen on MP3 files. So, right. um, but essentially, just manipulating whatever, whatever it is, song, music, uh, uh, talk,
0: uh, yeah. speaking into that medium. So that, that's how <laughs> I would define. Right. And and An audi- I want the audience to know right out of the gate that we are not recording it in your studio. No. It's, on my, it's not as good as if it was in your studio. We are on my little iPad with a little microphone plugged into the iPad. Um, so, um, But, I mean, on a really simple level, you, you help people make albums, music albums. Right. Right? And not... Not so much live albums, more of like one track at a time, one musician at a time, one instrument at a time kind of thing? Most often, yeah. I've, I've worked on live albums before, um, and that's a whole other
1: beast. Uh-huh. Um, and often that's paired with a video element. Oh, um, uh, right. you know, So there's things to consider uh, there as far as like the approach to it. But yeah, that's my, my primary job and role has been to either record... Um, string range my, my wife and i are string players i'm a cellist she's a violinist um and we write and record string arrangements for singer-songwriter productions uh we've done you know some worship records um uh stuff of that nature um and we'll record ourselves um and then often we're sending that to the artist um but then yes also you know starting from the ground up with a song um saying uh, make sure the song's good in there and then uh arranging it, recording everything, uh, and then, you know, mixing it down and sending it off to mastering, which I can explain all those terms. Yeah, I, I want to, let's
0: <laughs> start with the, the word production. Is there a difference between production and audio engineering?
1: Yes. So, uh, producers, I would say generally operate in the creative realm. So, oh. uh, both with, uh, I think of a producer and, and, and I know many producers, I feel like I got a lot of producer friends. Um, yeah. Uh, and learn from a lot of great producers. Um, they all seem to take on that role in different capacities. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm what, what I would call an engineer, a producer engineer. So oh, I, okay. I'm producing with, and helping with the creative guidance, control, content, um, but also uh, engineering. So, so you're not
0: just recording it and editing and mastering, you're helping them discover the sound they're going exactly. to get right. Exactly.
1: Um, and so I, I would say you don't have to be.
0: Yeah, I'm sure yes. engineer some engineers just, to just keep their mouths shut. Yeah, well, you don't, have, yeah, you
1: don't have to be an engineer to be a producer. Yeah. Um, and you don't even have to be a producer to be an engineer. There's just a lot of overlap, especially if you're dealing in, in more creative production work. Um, yeah. Where it's not just about getting it uh, technically uh, executed and perfect, right? Um, it's, it's more about uh, art, right? Um, but the, the, for me, the way I've taken on the role uh, as producer and what that means to me and my work and the artists I work with, um, it starts with, uh, and, and this is specifically to do with songs, right? So we're, I, I mostly work with singer songwriters. Um, and you, so to, to, to produce a song, you need a good song. Uh, so for me, that's where it starts. Uh, but
0: sometimes they probably come to you with the song isn't actually ready. It's yet, not right? done. Or like, you know, uh, I like to, uh, I, I, am pretty, uh, visceral
1: in some of my descriptions of, of audio. I, I get kind of, uh. <laughs> I I like, uh, for those of you listening and are uh, Enneagram fans, I'm an eight, um, which Hmm. uh, I I love and I've embraced that (laughs) a lot. (laughs) But um, I, uh, uh, if if you were an artist and you came to me and you had... Let's say you had ten songs, and you said, "Hey, I want to record these ten songs on this album." I'm but most out. likely,
0: I just all I have is the acoustic guitar part. I think might be part of it.
1: Right, sure, and from. and uh, or piano or whatever, yeah, whatever it is like that, that you compose and write from. Um, I would suggest we do a five song, or you write ten more songs.
0: Right. We throw Not them all together. All ten is just it.
1: Yes, it's just. I, I like to have options, uh, and and I think that brings more out of the artist yeah Um, and so you throw the best 10 songs in a cage and they have (sighs) cage match fight and the five that survive are the ones i want to record so okay and when i say best obviously that's subjective and that's Uh so much a part of my job um from the production standpoint not necessarily well engineering too but yeah from the producer standpoint from the creative end is subjective um and you know the five I select, and obviously, at the end of the day, the artist can fight for a song. Yeah, actually, want, I think their voice that, matters. Yeah, and their voice matters. Sure. And, uh, oh, it's huge. I mean, at the end of the day, they're the ones owning the song, right? That's it's right. it's something they have to. They're sharing with the world. It's yeah. their name on the, the record. And right even now. if
0: you helped with like 99% of it, your name probably won't be remembered in their song. Sure. And I'm I love I <laughs> yeah, love yeah. that. I, I I actually really enjoy uh, getting to kind of
1: be behind the scenes and yeah. and, and and almost call out um, and and grow artists um, into yeah. something that they couldn't have imagined before, or maybe they only imagined, but to to make that a reality. Um, but anyway, so, so with the five song, you know, let's say five songs make it out. The best don't, it doesn't mean like the catchiest songs. Right. Um, it, it's just the ones that got, that have teeth that, that maybe move me, that have a story that, um, you know, it's just, they, that really needs to be shared. Yeah. Um, there's any number of criteria and all that depends on the goals of the album. If you're doing a pop record, you know, mm-hmm catchy matters <laughs> right oh, <yeah. laughs> you know, otherwise like why are we why are we doing a pop record yeah uh, so um, the, the the gratification you know uh, of something memorable and, and yeah. you know contagious right. uh, is important so if you're making a singer songwriter record and you just want people to hear a, a narrative or your story or share a concept then the, the context matters right so yeah. anyway so I always start with the songs and uh, and always keep the context in mind. Um, yeah, uh, David Byrne's book, um, How Music Works. Um, I, I haven't was, read
0: it, but I know about it from Andy. Squires. It's,
1: yes, it's. Uh,
0: I have not finished it,
1: but um, one of the distinguish distinguishing factors that he he just hammers home at the beginning of the book is that the uh, essentially the room, the space matters, right? So his take on creativity isn't that you know, uh, Mozart just was struck with this idea and just had to get it out. Um, I think a lot of people think inspiration is like this lightning bolt that comes down. Yeah, movies kind of continue that Yeah, and they kind of glorify the creative process in a way that it's, uh, you know, maybe some people are like that. I have not met anyone. like. like they they I'm definitely down not one time and there yeah, it was. And, right. Or just this idea just came to their head. And actually, funny that I choose Mozart because he's known for having everything written. Really <laughs> yeah, said. it's true. It's, oh, it's true. But, uh, <laughs> Beethoven, I'm, I, I like Beethoven. Yeah, um, he was more of a uh, constant tweaker, and and he, he even his, his scores were often like unreadable because uh-huh. he had scratched out things, tweaked. I, I love that. Um, but anyway, David Byrne makes a distinction that the type of music played was almost always determined by the space it was being performed in. You have large cathedrals in uh, Eastern Europe, Europe. Um, yeah. That, you know, the reverb times are like five seconds long. So if you were to do something harmonically complex, it would build up a lot of distances. Dis- dissonances. Right. And I could, you know, I don't know how deep <laughs> we want to well, go with that, well, but, let's just, but it, what it is, would be an unattractive sound. Dissonances yeah, are basically uh, where you have notes that are played together. To To, to describe this very simply. That uh, kind of rub against each other. Um, they they maybe aren't in the same uh, uh, harmonic spectrum. Mm-hmm. So uh, where you get some kind of. Uh, if, if I was a listener and heard a dissonance it'd just be something that doesn't feel right right yeah, that's, the, yeah, that's, that's the easiest way to, and you know and that's all based on our cultural uh, oh, yeah. experience right so some people have more of a tolerance for dissonances where it doesn't necessarily translate as dissonant to uh, them um, and uh, just based on the, off their listening experience anyway D- D- David uh, with five second reverb times you essentially have slower music right Cause, so you can appreciate the notes um Open tonality where the harmonic, the, there isn't as much dissonances. It sounds good together and open. And then you have like the Gregorian chant style music uh-huh. where everything is is more open. Um, that sound that you hear when you hear those, you know, uh, historical recreations of, uh, of, of that type of music. Uh, you know, I'm thinking of like, uh, you know, old night movies and stuff where yeah, they're yeah. you know. Uh, that sound is uh what worked in those spaces right so because it was just open um and then uh you know you have like tiny let's go let's fast forward hundreds of years you have these tiny bars really tight spaces in like basements right um and to fill the void there's no, there's like no reverb, right? Let's, let's imagine that. What's reverb? Um, reverb. Oh gosh. Uh, you want to go there. And, um, reverb is essentially the, um, uh, diffusion of sound in a space. Um, and it can be, uh, it obviously depends on how, how large of a sound, Yeah. Uh, how large of a space, how long of a time it takes to it. I think the scientific term is how, however long it takes for the sound to reduce
0: 60 decibels. So in a bar, it's almost yeah, immediately 16. reduced or never reduced?
1: Yeah, like there's no response to the... It depends on the bar. But so let's just imagine we're in a really tight space. Right? Yeah. Um, you want to feel... You know, if you just play a chord, it doesn't just sustain forever. I got gotcha. play, play a note, sing a note, hit a drum, right? It doesn't go... You know. Yeah. Um, like arena rock, you know. Uh, anyway, we'll, <laughs> we'll get there. Uh, but in that space, that was where like punk and uh, metal... And all these to fill the space, they played more notes, and you could hear the articulation and appreciate the musicality because there, you know, if you tried to take a metal song and put it in an arena, or a, a, a cathedral, you know, it would not work at all. But there's would, no
0: way all these punk bands know or knew music theory. They just instinctively they were responding, were doing, responding to the room.
1: Yeah, and so anyway, I think of that. The reason I bring this up is. For me, the context of the record, what the, what the aims are, really depends on kind of where are we listening to this? Where is this music taking place? What created... What, it could be an imaginary space, right? It could be some cerebral, otherworldly, you know, just but imaginatively, is it more of a natural production where you want to feel like you're in a room experiencing the artist? Um, it, do you want to be in a living room? Do you want to be in an arena? That matters for the song, because if the song, again, was written in one space and you take it to another it wouldn't be natural again you wouldn't take gregorian chant and put it in a bar
0: you wouldn't yeah. take metal and put it in a cathedral so if the artist is creating a song they have to imagine i want to know their where audience and the venue i
1: like to i like that i like to challenge artists to think about that and and most often that ends up being like you know their musical experience, which with singer songwriters right, and stuff, favorite. yeah, and that's and I I am huge on asking artists to provide reference material. Right. I I love that. I don't think it's creatively limiting. I think it's creatively stifling to not have boundaries like that. Because because if you can do anything, in which modern recording, let's ignore budget for a minute and all that stuff, you can do anything, right? Like you can create any kind of sound, things that have never been heard before. Uh, you know I mean genres are are kind of not dying but they're so intertwined now that everything's a crossover (laughs) this is the last time you've heard a pure Uh, rock song (laughs) you know like what is that even uh it it, you know I mean obviously there's the classics and stuff but but yeah yeah, so nowadays because we're able to listen to so many different genres and stuff um I like to you know you can pull from anything I like to at least know what they're listening to or how did they write the songs is this you know a lot of the artists I work with um write the songs and kind of intimate like their living rooms you know they're, yeah um like that's kind of what they're imagining um yeah and so I, t- I at least take that approach and then we we grow that into something that, yeah so anyway i always keep context in mind because if the context is kind of not the end goal but at least the the, the um the blueprint yeah i think of the song as the blueprint and the uh the context is kind of the uh, the outline of the acres that you're allowed to build right that's good
0: so um so you know anyway so but in art any form of art there's you want to have creativity and freedom to mm-hmm. allow that but, but ha- freedom does, is see and you know it's that whole like if you i
1: forgot what study it was but the they let kids play in a yard right and uh-huh. it's near a road or whatever and they kind of stayed away from the road because they were afraid of it right but as soon as they put a fence in they played in more of the yard so by having boundaries yeah they
0: actually were more free and so how much <laughs> so i very how much, much does the exact execution in the studio because that they're envisioning the final song right and that feeling and that creative expression for the song to flow but does the exact execution of, okay, do it again, do it again, sure. do it again. Now that we're going to do this instrument, do it again, do it. Does that ever stifle the, that freedom feeling?
1: Yes and no. I, so, and see, that's that's actually a few steps later. So Okay. okay. <laughs> no, no, this is great. So, so um, for me, I begin with the song, right? We make sure it's good. We select the, we select the right songs. And this whole time we've been, you know, with the artists based on the songs we selected and based on their intentions with the record, keeping the context in mind. So now we have the blueprint. We know where we're building the land, right? We know where we're going. We, we, we have the, what type of house, you know, yeah. we're building. And then, then it's the construction, right? So um, after that, it's like, okay, so what's the most, what is our foundation made of is the, the lifeblood of the sonic, uh, Landscape we're going for for like drums. Is that what's like holding it all together? Is it the guitar parts are the guitar parts? you know, whatever it is it, it, and it doesn't matter It could be like, you know, reversed flutes pitched five octaves down uh, I don't care, you know, like <laughs> as long as we have we, I'd like to start with that, right um, it, it, just whatever and sometimes uh, I'm working on a record right now that the Really the anchor and the, the foundation of the song is the vocals. Yeah. I was so, ask that, which yeah. is kind of insane in some regard, because, um, we, you know, we're kind of having to project what, what will be there <laughs> emotionally. Right. But you uh, also, I think if, the, but if building, the vocalist
0: has a rare yes sound, then that would yeah, be Yeah. Or, and the, be a or they're confident and
1: have, this isn't their first rodeo and, and they, they kind of know how, how, how to, how to sing into this or they, the songs are good enough that, yeah. that the, they're not dependent on the production. Right. Yeah. And, and good again is subjective, but, where the melody and everything is strong enough to, 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 carry the song. So whatever your foundation is, that's what you begin tracking first. Um, and, uh, you, you asked about perfection and stuff. So with singer songwriter types, this is a totally different process with bands, by the way. Um, I don't uh, work with a lot of bands, <laughs> too many, too many cooks. So, uh, so normally
0: uh, it's one person I,
1: for, most often for my, but then you're
0: bringing with. in additional. So musicians, if, if they
1: either can't perform to the, to the, the level we need for yeah. the record or we just want a uh essentially a, a professional at their instrument or someone that yeah that they carry a sound you know like i love it when blah 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 plays or like yeah Man, i heard that record that guy was really great on that record i want to i want him on my record yeah so that's that's part of the process so and spe- specifically with singer songwriters because you know uh, most often that's what we do we fill out the sound with other things right um so we'll we'll hire those people bring them in record yeah. them um kind of and it's kind of the creative part is is where it's like we work together to where m- what i need as a producer what the s- senior songwriter has is a vision for the song um and the person we're bringing in, their talents and, uh, vibe and everything intersect to where we're essentially composing on the fly, right? Uh, to, to build up this production. Um, and it's, it's a blast. I, I have a kind of a core group of people that I work with and just have developed over the years and I love working with new people. There's nothing wrong with, uh, bringing new flavor. Um, I think of it almost like cooking, you know? So like, you know, you've got your, uh, if you need some extra spice bring in someone new or yeah. so like maybe bring in someone you wouldn't have thought would make any sense on the record um just to that might make to... it more
0: memorable and exactly yeah
1: And just do something unique and you know like again the genre thing where uh things are, are less and less defined by um very specific parameters um
0: i'd imagine that because you're also a musician that that would help you to speak into the singer songwriters experience right i have heard of producers that aren't musical or well
1: let's refer let's just yeah. revise that who are musical but aren't necessarily musicians and don't uh-huh. even know how to complica- com- communicate yeah in in that regard um and it's kind of like their experience is just more like hey we need this to be we need it to move here and we need yeah. i want something coming in right here they don't necessarily know what they're talking about um it, in, in a, uh, you know, educated sense, right? But it's more based on feel, right? I've heard of those producers. I don't know any. Uh, there's a few
0: famous examples. I It seems like remember. it has potential but, because they represent 99% of the listeners that aren't musicians. And see,
1: at the end of the day, a lot of the decisions as a composer and a musician that I make aren't translatable through anything but emotion. Right? Interesting. So, I mean, you could do all the cool theory and uh, yeah. moves, and you know, perfect uh, composition or stylistically appropriate. But at the end of the day, if it doesn't translate
0: the mm-hmm. artist's intent, yeah. then you. Feel and then there's a whole other matter. level that I, I don't want us to get into, which, which is just sort of like, in the billion-dollar industry, they know what sells, even if it's not quote unquote good according to a lot of musicians absolutely that's a whole nother beast i think oh man i could go off on that (laughs) it's it's not even like what are you feeling it's just like this market dictates this and and it will sell in
1: in, in all honesty if if that is part of the intent from the beginning
0: yeah,
1: like, uh, some of the folks I work with—I mean, they make their living; they provide yeah. for their families based on.
0: The, so they know the, the, the sort income. of the parameters. If the song has, yeah, and I don't think this that's and then inherently this and then wrong. You know, right, I mean,
1: right. what is the end goal for an artist? Right, it's to be. Uh, most often, it's not this like self-serving thing. They want to share it. the point yeah. of doing a song, is to share it. Um, now that could be with, you know, five people. It could be with. You know, five million people, um, but if that is an intent, you have to take in mind trends, sounds, to, yeah. something people can can latch onto, right? So um, it, the art of it, I think, and as a producer, the, yeah, the, the the challenge is to do that in a way that they can own yeah. feels organic to them. Still feels um, like them. Feels like them. And yeah, because yeah. at the end of the day, I get to hide behind them. And you yeah, know, like, well, you know, if, if I can be like, you know, well, the songs weren't that good. So, you know, if it's, uh. <laughs> it's, you know, I, and I don't like doing that at all, but at the end of the day, it's that they have to hold it up. It's their, not identity, but it's, it's their creative contribution uh, to the, the music world. But have
0: you ever felt like you being, also a professional cellist, has that ever limited you as a producer or as an engineer?
1: That is a great question. I don't often grab the cello first. Right, right. I mean, unless it's specifically communicated or, you know, um, uh, I've actually in my career tried to not lean on I usually use strings as like a bail bail us out kind of thing. Or, Uh you know, it's like, (laughs) hey, we just want to be really pretty, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know. I I do try to view things... um, and and that's another reason we bring in other musicians yep. is is just to approach it from their point of view and and I want I want generally speaking I want the musician to enjoy the part they're playing uh, in the context of the song you know and if everyone did that and just was doing what was self serving to them it doesn't you know and that's that's the part that's the job of the producer is to. View things from a bird's eye view while at the same time almost looking at it from a molecular level level (laughs) so it's like and and you know and that's where the intersection for me engineering meets the creative world it's like sometimes to get the effect you want um emotionally you need you know i think it benefits me and i can get there quicker if i understand how to achieve it, both engineering—that's really good—and and composition. And I
0: like your illustration of it, like building a house mm-hmm. with a blueprint. Because mm-hmm. if someone says, "I just want to, I want to build this back porch, and I want to feel, I want to be in my hammock and feel relaxed," it's like we'll get there. But sometimes it looks just like screwing up some two by fours. It's not going to feel like that totally. yet. Totally. Yeah. So I know that you're just going to play this, and it's very technical. Absolutely. And you're not going to have all the feels. And the 17th take of the exact little guitar lick. Absolutely. But it's because we're building this feeling. I think context
1: is so important for thats that we're not... The context isn't this moment we're recording right now in the studio or whatever that be. Yeah. The context is, at the end of the day, people are going to either stick their iPhone on a counter and listen to this, That's right. <laughs> or they're <laughs> going to stick in their very frequency-limited earbuds right, into their right. ears and walk around town, or they're going to throw this in their car.
0: Um, uh, you know, the,
1: me- the medium is important, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, the context is important. Well, especially back
0: um, to what you said about cathedrals and bars. Right. That, you might be like, I picture this in a cathedral, but meanwhile, it's in a car. Right. <laughs> totally. And <laughs> yeah. so how do we make it feel like a... Th- how do we turn their car into a cathedral right that's really cool
1: and how do we turn their earbuds into yeah. and that's I, love, I just love it and, and, and we're in a really exciting time in 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 well really the world but uh never before has there been more widely available just libraries of sounds uh t- recording technology i mean the fact that we're recording this on a Pretty small device. It, yes. it sounds really quite good. How I mean, like this wasn't wouldn't have been possible like no. thirty years ago. No way. Right? It would have taken a budget, you know, oh, yeah. um, like uh, serious equipment, you know, to, oh, yeah. to, to, to do all this. I, and, and so it's a really exciting time. It's it's opened up the door. I mean, that's why you have all these. I think that's part of why you have all these cross genre things. We're, that's we're, right. Everyone has everything available, right? We can all listen to anything. From it's insane. Uh, you know, you don't have to really buy music anymore. Um, which, you know, anyway, we can get into all the yeah. ramifications that means for the artists and yeah. actually how it's really exciting where, where, um, I think by anyone being able to listen to anyone, it's, it's amazing, but it's also, there's a lot of not great stuff out there too. Yeah. <laughs> you know? so, oh, yeah. But, uh, but anyway, yeah. So we can create these, uh, these, you know, really just a, a space for, we can create pretty much any type of space that you want um in in this stereo you know your left and your right
0: ear yeah. uh, and transport you all over the world
1: <laughs> which is super cool it is uh, will you will you
0: help us understand some vocab words so you help yes. define some words yes 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 uh what what is mixing what does that mean so uh
1: okay let's keep on with the house thing we've yeah. basically built the house as far as like all the construction materials things are pretty much there right mixing is kind of like the getting the workers in set it, you know setting the furniture in the right places um, the the uh, you know putting up the the tile the, the floorboards all that stuff we have all the raw materials right mixing is making it come alive mm-hmm. so for me uh, i mean the the base definition of uh, you know if i can explain it simply is you're reducing However, many other tracks, most, and you had mentioned very early on that I am recording one thing at a time. Yeah. That, yeah. that process is called overdubbing, um, okay. where you essentially record a track on top of a track. Maybe you sing on top of, sing your harmony to your lead vocal, you know, or just record multiple guitars. You know, that's the way I like to produce. Um, live recording is a whole other animal. Yeah. I could talk all day about that. Um, but uh, mixing, and, and, you know, you still mix live music but anyway Mm -hmm. mixing is take reducing all you know and gosh i've had productions over 500 tracks (laughs) i don't recommend it it'll drive you crazy (laughs) uh reducing that into two left and right that is mixing oh wow so and to to you know because you can't listen to and, and pretty much while you're while you're producing you are listening to left and right right but it's the Way to do that in a both a way that it sounds good on uh you know your laptop but also sounds good on a large hi fi stereo system. Um, where you know, I uh gosh man, uh, I've tried to not go too complicated here, but essentially defining the horizontal, which is I think of as like all the notes being played at once, right? So from the bass to like the I see. piccolo, right? Uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> uh, and then width is like your stereo left and right. But wow. to control that in a way that is emotionally engaging and translates everything where you can hear every, and you don't always have to hear everything clearly, but if you don't, it should be intentional, but to where you can make out the parts, the instrumentation, things aren't combating over each other. Um, that is mixing. It's just reducing all of the work you've done into an emotionally engaging two-track experience.
0: And is equalization in the same conversation of mixing?
1: EQ is essentially, without getting too complicated, um, just tonal uh, either correction or enhancement. Um, So words like dark, bright, stuff like that, that all refers to EQ. Um, So if you can't hear the articulation of, of what someone's saying, vocally, like, I can't understand the words of that song. Maybe, well, maybe they didn't really articulate (laughs) during the track, but anyway, uh, but maybe brighten it up or make a little more presence to it so you can hear
0: all that stuff. So you can go in after they record that mm -hmm. and you can change it. You can make it louder, softer. Can you correct mistakes? Oh, yeah. I mean, and
1: that's another thing about how exciting recording technology is. You can fix anything, which is actually hard now because... Everything can be perfect. So the, well, the, the I was going to ask you
0: if huh? you ever, if you ever recorded something and you mix it together and EQ and you got it ready and it's too perfect and you actually wish that you didn't correct something. Yes, uh, I have, I, I have often,
1: uh, and I think that's why the does art. that exist. <laughs> what does that feeling so feel like, and the, how do you know? Well, and, and a lot of this is genre specific. Uh, Nowadays, right, right. Uh, you know. And I wouldn't say just nowadays, but pop music seems to be the playground of perfection, right? Like, I mean, you listen to, it doesn't sound natural often, right? Like, mm-hmm. it's just too perfect. Like, their, their totally. vocals just, it's not natural, right? Yeah. And, and we we hear those things, right? Um, although, I will say that the the use of autotune, um, yeah. which, I mean, it's not evil. Um, mm-hmm. Basically, everyone uses it, by the way. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, there are you know, subcultures of um, people that kind of rebel against everything. But anyway, yeah, yeah. Um, but basically everyone uses it to what degree is the question. Um, but anyway, it, what I was going to say is the with pop music, there are now like, like kids are hearing that and they're emulating autotune. Uh-huh, right. And they can actually sing like that. In real life, like, anyway, that's super it's cool. Wild. Uh, so anyway, it, it, it does it sound natural? No, but it's becoming natural to do. Um, so anyway, and a lot of that's judgment calls. But we can make things pitch pitch perfect, right? Now we can uh, make things as tight rhythmically, so everybody playing together as, as tight as possible. The timing uh, exact. Yeah, uh, you, know, you can. You know, you can make it just metronomically perfect. You know.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: and uh, the, que- the part of the art of that is when not to edit, you know, and I think yeah. that can, and, and that really just comes with that, taste is and experience. that ever
0: feeling where you go, I just don't want to correct it because it All felt so and good. And see, and
1: I, the examples I, I, of me feeling like I've over edited something, um, I'll often go back and revert to the very beginning. and It's like, what made this, why did I keep Took this take? Why th- did I feel so good about keeping this. can you and take like, the
0: soul away from it if you perfect it absolutely yeah
1: and and you know again it's all you know and the, yeah to one person they might still totally feel it they might not even have uh-huh. felt it to begin with you know yep. and that's where the art is and i think the chemistry between the artist and the producer um has to be there in order to you know feel like you go, got across the, the emotion you again always keep in mind the context the the intent behind the record um you know if the intent of the record is to make people feel good and dance then you know maybe all that human stuff doesn't matter so much all the imperfections maybe that actually really helps maybe it really helps you know and yeah. again it's just a judgment call and and that's based on you know just experience and that's the human that's the fun part that's the art part um you know so just because you can fix everything doesn't mean you should so do <laughs> so. you
0: consider Audio engineering an art, or is it more of a science? Depending
1: on the context, it is an art. Um, I think there are situations in which the scientific approach is much more applicable. And that's, you know, like live sound amplifying you from a stage. It doesn't yeah. really need to be artistic. No. <laughs> you, you're, you're the...
0: Yeah. As can you hear Everyone can me? hear you. <laughs> yeah. yeah,
1: can you hear me? Doesn't, can you understand me? Yeah. That, and I'm not saying... I'm not, not to diminish people that do that. And I, I've done that for years. Sure. But um, that's not necessarily artistic to me. Does it require judgment? Yes. But it's more of a technical precision type, uh-huh. type deal. Um, if you're producing, I really think it's artistic. Even engineers that aren't producers. Yeah, of course it's artistic. But you're
0: both. So do you have to almost switch it to another gear when you're editing stuff? I see and... them one in the same. Uh-huh.
1: Uh, yeah, I don't... It's Specifically with editing, there are some times where it's like, I know that to build this house the way I want it built, I need to turn off the creative side. And just be... Just get these drums tight. It's not going to lose the feeling. Technical,
0: monotonous. Yeah. Click yeah. here. Click here. Click, click, click here. Click. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and
1: unfortunately, music uh, production is often just staring in front of, staring at a computer, clicking your mouse. Uh, it's right. not as romantic as everyone makes right, it up. Right. right. And, although there are those moments, you know. But the, the, it's definitely it's a lot of work, you know. Um, and so you got to again keep. It, for me, what drives me is keeping that end game in mind. The 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 yeah. we're 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 trying to share this story or this idea or this yeah. feeling with people um it, you know it's not always fun to build a house but man it's
0: fun to like have a party in the house right, right. <laughs> like, like once it's built totally <laughs> so, all right so we got yeah. mixing eq what about levels is that the same as eq
1: no uh well i mean there are levels of uh, you know, how loud so a I hear, certain frequency... I a lot
0: of musician friends, I hear these terms, like, we you know, got to adjust the levels. I'm like, okay. Yeah,
1: so, uh, um, I briefly touched on it, but I think of music as a horizontal and a vertical experience. Horizontal would be the progression through time. Vertical would be the range of the pitches. Right? Yeah. So, levels is more referring to the vertical, right, not so much the horizontal, although through automation and stuff you can affect yeah. it through time right but um so le- levels essentially loudness and the the level of db um and all that really depends on you know the medium you, you uh, there's only so hot you can make a digital track same with analog they all have limitations to the medium um so a lot of that's just being aware of
0: so level would be to make sure that the drums aren't too loud and aren't drowning out the... or
1: if they're too loud that that was what you were going for <laughs> oh, <right. laughs> see yeah. it's all art right, yeah, right so yeah. like sometimes that's kind of cool to just destroy everyone's face for a little bit and uh and then so the, the quiet <laughs> sections like it, it creates an emotion like oh it's empty all of a sudden uh-huh. like, and i all oh, i like, hear is the vocal you know and that's that's I the emotional that. part of it so yeah
0: uh Mastering, can you explain this because yeah, I don't get it. I've listened of, to albums like it's, I've been with you. Yes. where you're like, "Hey, are we finished?" Yeah And now all we have to do is master. I'm like, it's done. though. It's, right. What does that mean? Um, what is mastering?
1: Mastering is kind of the dark alchemy of audio um, <laughs> because essentially it began as just an actual necessity to create essentially a master disc or yeah. tape. Or whatever. So for rep, for duplication, replication, right? So it began as a necessity, and what that meant is for vinyl was that uh, vinyl again has a uh, it's a medium, right? It has a limitation on how much low end it can have, how uh-huh. hot it is. Otherwise, literally the needle will crack the vinyl. So if there wasn't mastering involved to control the peaks, the uh-huh. loudest parts of the songs, the biggest low end, if there wasn't someone engineering that to make sure it was a safe record basically you wanted to get it as loud as possible so you get over the hiss right i don't know if listeners have done final but there's like a <laughs> oh yeah sound uh, some people just love that If you sound. have never you um, must yes yes i agree i agree <laughs> um but the, there's a there's a the, the reason you wanted it loud enough was to get over that hiss but if you make it too loud you're going to break the medium so mastering began as just the necessary last process and today it's the same with digital um, obviously, you're not gonna break anything <laughs> if, yeah. if, if you get too loud, but distortion—it's it, okay. getting it loud enough to where—and honestly, a lot of masters these days are completely distorted, um, and that's a creative choice. Sometimes it's not a creative choice. Sometimes it's the uh, uh, executive saying we want it louder than every other song on the radio. Uh-huh. Um, go for it, uh, you know. <laughs> uh-huh. And um, the unfortunate thing—and you know—actually, I, I don't. I don't complain about the iPhone. I think it's amazing that anyone can listen to anything anywhere. Um, yeah, uh, some engineers uh, really hate it because they engineered their, their whole album to be heard in a hi-fi setting and they want all the 50, like I said, 500 tracks to be heard. Um, I'm actually growing in a way that I'm trying to do less tracks these
0: days so that they translate. Uh, Well, then you have, you're, you're insisting on your audience, not only being a smaller number of people, but also more affluent. Absolutely
1: and some people that's their goal and, and yeah. some artists don't want to make sacrifices for their listeners they don't you know it's like if you want to experience what I have to offer you need to have a hi-fi set up, you know it, I um, can- and I you know yes that you know it is kind of classist in a way but like
0: but I can picture Mozart and Beethoven being like, "You come to the exactly. symphony, or you don't." Exactly.
1: Right? No, right. and I, and I, you know, it's not like we're gonna uh, do a, a string trio version of the symphony. You yeah. Know? yeah. Like, if they want a string trio, they'll a string trio. Yeah. Um, but uh, master, just to go go back to mastering. Uh, the 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 biggest thing nowadays is is just making sure it's loud. Yeah. Um, making sure that it sounds. There are EQ equalization. Um, maneuvers that can ensure that it sounds good on both. And and essentially you work with the mixing engineer, right? Like you you can't master a terrible mix and make it sound awesome, but you can take a great mix and make it awesome, um, right? If you're mastering, but uh, make sure it's loud enough, bright enough on different, basically it should sound good on as many different speakers as possible. The mastering engineer does processing to the track to do that um and then lastly which is often overlooked is metadata um, which is basically embedding digital files with information so, so that people you know, search and s- find it serious or... radio or whatever it shows up well they might do their own programming but basically oh the name of the yeah yeah so it has all the the the, artist, the um the album name all that stuff yeah and you can get way more complicated into that but i don't want to go into a, all that. But is um, does, but there's a lot of information. Does
0: reproduction still exist in digital world? It's like back in the day, it'd be like you have to reproduce this and that. I thought that would mean you have to make millions of CDs. But there what is are reproduction people still now? Doing
1: CDs, uh, pretty much just digital. Dis- you would go through a, a digital dis- distributor. Okay. Uh, distributor, yeah. Um, and uh, they essentially like. Deal with Spotify, iTunes, yeah. Apple Music, all that directly. Send it to the right yeah, and... so you, you pretty much have a mediator for that. But anyway, having and uh, just having the information on the file is oh, really right. important. Yeah, but so that's what that's what mastering is. Um, when I say dark alchemy, it's it's basically a lot of engineers don't want to dabble in it because um, you are you know essentially you're you're kind of like you can really mess it up really? <laughs> or you can really make it you know it, it because you're you know it's like uh, the mix was where you have a lot more control, right? You're going from 500 tracks, whatever, 60, yeah. to two. When you're mastering engineer, all you have is the two track. So oh. to deal with the uh, the instrumentation, it's a lot more delicate process because you do something kind of in this frequency band range or this dynamic level. Um, it's going to affect others. So it's it's really it's Whoa. an that's I really think mastering is 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 you know. It's so much, in, the, the difference between a good mastering engineer and it, um, these software that you can just upload and it yeah. masters it for you, Lander, I think is one of them, hmm. um, is just the care and the um, the human element to getting it, keeping the emotion there, right? The dynamics, uh, whatever, and making that judgment call
0: um, seems like making it perfect, quote. You know, it it seems just, like uh, usually I hear, well, you do mastering, right? I do. Yes, but oftentimes I've heard people they finish the mix and they send it away to someone else that wasn't part of that process.
1: Having another set of ears is really good. But do you need
0: to tell them everything that you wanted out of the album I, for them to master it like you want? I
1: when I t- speak with a client uh, about mastering, I usually ask for references uh, for like you know so, so that because different genres have different expected loudnesses right jazz is much quieter mm-hmm. because it's very dynamic you have a lot more purists listening to jazz mm-hmm. and i get it because it's, it's like you're capturing these moments right and you want to you want to appreciate these moments um metal music is pretty pretty loud <laughs> <laughs> you know so uh, as long as you know and again because there's very few genres pure anymore i like to know kind of what they're listening to instead of assuming yeah um, so yeah you can definitely um uh, I, I do like to talk at least about getting a uh, expectation of loudness but I don't necessarily want to know the whole story occasionally they'll be like hey look this was the only mix we could get from the engineer yeah. like I know it's a little rough um just let me know if you can do anything um I do like to work with uh younger engineers that are that are growing um and well sometimes if I'm mastering if like I could really I know I could get it better okay could you turn the kick drum down like 3db and send this back to me and i'll oh, this master right. sounds awesome i don't mind doing that uh, but you know uh not everyone works that way um and maybe they shouldn't <laughs> i don't know <laughs> yeah but, but anyway yeah so yeah mastering it, it, i i really enjoy working on songs as a mastering engineer um and i uh it, it's always good to have another set of ears on, sure on the song
0: so. can you think of a story that would kind of um yeah something that maybe was the most challenging oh. task that you encountered <laughs> that was like oh, maybe don't mention Are we names interpersonal or uh... yeah so you and
1: that you know I I will say you know just from the beginning you asked me about you know just what is it and and so yeah. much of a producer's job is just relational yeah um, and creating a safe space for the artist to explore. Ah, uh, right. You know, the engineering is more of like how to execute that and, you know, you got to provide a product. At the end of the day, I'm providing a product. And I think where I've had the most issues um, in, 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 you know, and I can think of one particular instance was separating those two things where like, look, I, we, we did this record and, and I can't keep changing it. Like, uh, I'm providing you a product and, yeah, you've kind of you've kind of more than stayed your welcome as far as that. oh like, yeah, this is a business unless you want to sign another contract. Uh, I see. Um, yeah, and give me some more money. We like
0: this is what you did, and we did it together, and you we can't keep changing it. Yeah, six think, months later, you don't wish that there was now this other instrument. That...
1: Exactly, or like let's redo this song for the third time. You know,
0: yeah. Uh, unless you have unlimited funds. Yeah, and like, funds and, yeah, and, yeah. and so
1: those are where the intersection of business and art that is is where i've had the most struggle and i i you know i always sign contracts first we now have a behavioral expectation contract it's not like legally binding but it just generally outlines like hey i'm gonna get back to you in 72 hours or i waive my right to to like like that's done you know (laughs) yeah right and i don't enforce that religiously or anything but it um just provides a, a set of expectations and i think all artists should establish that whether you're a designer um audio engineer producer film film video Mm -hmm. that you need to establish um kind of an expectation of uh, really a behavior um and of uh what what it is that you're actually providing you know
0: well if i was a musician i would love to hear that because Sometimes when artists hang out with artists, it can just be this creative flow. How do you feel about this? And never actually get to like, sure. it's time to do it. Sure. Exactly like this. Not talk about it anymore. Right. Not, or we could do it this way. It's like, now is when you're going to do this exact thing right and, now. And yeah, absolutely. absolutely. And and
1: that's, that's where I think de- defining all these things in the beginning, having that context in mind. It's like, hey, look, the end game is for you to have, two track uh file right <laughs> that's right. our end game that's <laughs> that right hopefully encapsulates the journey that we went through to get there and your artistic uh uh dreams to and, yeah and sonic visions you know of this record but yeah again at the end of the day i'm i'm essentially selling a service yeah. that is a product <laughs> so it's kind of like how you called it sonic visions that's oh a, yeah a, yeah a good um uh,
0: name of podcasting a something. <laughs> yeah <laughs> <Son> of <names. laughs>
1: but yeah um uh yeah that i've had a couple a couple instances where um you know it was just deciding having to be firm about the business side of things um yeah that's where I've had the most issues I've creatively, you know, and, and, you know, I like to uh, kind of get an idea of who the artist is before I work with them. Yeah. Um, unfortunately in a situation now that I can be a little more selective about who I work with. Yeah. Um, I often send people to other producers. Yeah. Like I, you know, I know what I bring to the table. Um, I know kind of where I can stretch and I know where I um, really... I wouldn't say set my ways, but I know I knew what I bring, I know who I am, you know, right? And I've learned over the years uh, uh, w- what my creative um, strengths are, and maybe where some of my weaknesses are. We can always grow and change, right? But um, if an artist truly, I don't either. I don't vibe well with their creative ideas, genre preferences, yeah. you know, like. I have a list of people that I'm like, you know, hey yeah. that kind of music, I think you should work with this guy. Yeah, you
0: know? that's good.
1: Um, and so I'd way rather do that than drag out this terrible process and just, you know, you do this long enough, you kind of see it coming. So, um, uh-huh. and, and it's better for both of us, you know, oh, and that's, yeah. I think the power of saying no to someone in a creative field is huge because it, it, it actually values uh, you. It gives you self worth and value to your work that you can't uh th- you know that you're not just going to do anything or work with anyone um and i think i think identifying that up front and early is is really valuable but yeah so those the hardest things i've ever run into are strictly where it comes um i mean i love see i love challenges i love like how can we make this bass drop um <laughs> you know blow people's minds or yeah, how can yeah. we make this build or actually i'm kind of Anti-build these days. I don't know. Um, uh-huh. Ask any of my artists. Annoyed, uh-huh. probably by my. I'm like, why do we have to build for four minutes? Let's just like hit him in the face right away. You That's know? great. Uh, anyway, I just get bored with. I love that. it. <laughs> so, um, but th- th- that stuff excites me. I love those challenges. It's it's more of the business side of things that I personally have had more issues
0: with. Yeah. But, yeah. All right. Well, let's try to simplify. I mean, I feel like someone. They press play, they listen, they've probably, like myself, learned a lot right now. I don't know, but yeah, sure. <laughs> but let's say somebody, you know, like, yeah. To simplify it, to simplify the concept of audio engineering. Sure. And then a short sentiment without sacrificing depth. And really, audio production. I think
1: that's, and hopefully the differences. But yes, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, hope, I hope that at least they can understand some differences between production engineering and, and really strictly for, uh, singer songwriter type applications. Uh-huh. You know, a lot of the things I've said today wouldn't apply for a live sound, right? Right, right, right. A lot of things I've said today wouldn't apply for video production or, uh, theatrical productions or even just composition in general. Yeah. Um, again, context, you know, like yeah. uh, keeping in mind that at the end of the day, I'm providing a, a stereo channel for people to listen to on whatever device they have um i th- i i at least I hope that process is a little yeah. clearer you know? well the two but, the two yeah. the two like
0: follow-ups i want to uh-huh. close with uh-huh. one is if somebody wants to check out your stuff um, either just to look at portfolio of your work just to see what you've done and or if they want to use your services so even though your name's Everett Harden, your business is Red Yeti, right? Red Yeti Audio. Yeah, yes. Red Yeti Audio, and that's Y-E-T-I for Yeti. Yes. So com. They can see portfolio of what you've done. Mm-hmm. They can go to a contact page to contact you if they want to talk about using your services. Right. And you do production, you do mastering, and you do strings, Correct. string composition. Yes. So that would mean cello and more probably, yes, even though yeah. cello is kind of your thing, can, yeah, yeah, yeah. And we, you know, we'll do the full, full thing. But yeah. Um, and then the other thing was, can you kind of close us with a thought of, let's say, mm-hmm. let, you know, I think there's going to be some people that say, oh, I want to make an album, or I want to check him out, and I want to, <laughs> but then there would be someone else that would be like, I want to get into this, I want to become an audio engineer, sure, but I, sure. but I have never done it. Can you give? a first step for somebody to get it because i not the oh just spend a hundred thousand dollars on equipment you know <laughs> and go to school for it sure, like sure. It, what's what's before that <laughs> <laughs> that's a great that's great
1: uh what was what was the first uh, so so the first if, just if like, they wanted to do it yeah if they just um, want yes, to yeah. start it
0: uh step what's their first step if if you're a singer
1: songwriter out there uh you know um i you know obviously i I still do this. I, I'm a little more selective about. Uh, yeah. you know, I'm working with these days. Uh, just and that that's a luxury. I don't I don't take that for granted. Um, but you, you can still point them to other people if it's yeah, not yeah really sure. ab- absolutely. But yeah, uh, just if it's a big step to go from singing your songs in your bedroom or even at an open mic night yeah. to embarking on a on a production. And you know, production may uh, some with some people have negative connotations where it's like I want to just I just want to be pure and raw and I could get into all my opinions about that, but, yeah. um, maybe another, <laughs> another time, but, uh, it, it's just, you know, it, it, it prepares yourself emotionally, mentally. And, um, my goal in any conflict that arises or, you know, trying to pull out the song for the artist or again, throw their songs in a cage match. They'll be like,
0: oh, how can they're all my babies? Why, yeah, would, you throw them them, why would they fight? Yeah. You know, uh,
1: it, it's that, um, the difference is that, again, keeping just—I know I keep saying the context—but you, if you want to connect with people, um, if that is your goal, there, uh, you have to take so many things in consideration, you know. And if it's just you and a guitar on your iPod or whatever, yeah, uh, do people still have this? Um, mm-hmm. Then uh, you know, it may not compete very well against like you know a full production with you know. Strings and drums yeah. and horns yeah. and all this stuff. Um, that and I mean, gosh, a lot of my favorite songs. It's a dude and a guitar, but the song was strong enough that it didn't matter, or the guy's voice the was unique enough, or whatever it was. Yeah, and that might be the right approach for yeah. the record. Um, but just know that there's going to be a lot of soul searching, um, a lot of um, decisions. That you know, my goal isn't to uh, make someone uh, uh, like I, I don't question them to the nth degree. It's just. If they don't answer if they can't answer it to me they're not going to be able to answer it to their fan base yeah that's so I, good. I try to prepare them for you know just getting out there yeah. you know so that when on the other side of it they're like confident about what they did instead of like still like I don't know yeah. Yeah. you know um, I like to get that that's part of the process for me so if you're looking for the, that uh, it, it's not easy it is fun it's also not fun it's long. Um, it can get expensive <laughs> yeah uh, you know but um you know I think it's ultimately very rewarding to yeah. essentially like birth a song into yeah. uh, into a into a format that, that people can you know learn and again uh, fulfilling a sonic vision that you have you know yeah. um, and just go in there with it um so anyway it's it's a long hard process it can get expensive um, but you know if you're ready to take a, a step into not necessarily a career but just you know just stepping out there and and, and fulfilling a dream you know then yeah yeah to say that I made this thing yeah yeah Yeah. and yeah you got to be open to opening up to a producer Uh you know and and being vulnerable and maybe not hearing always what you want to hear but knowing that it's done with care and attention to you know and mostly, most usually love, but uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I try to be sensitive. But uh, anyway, anyone that works to me is probably laughing right now, but uh, um, so yeah, that's it. And then, as far as someone interested in engineering, um, I it, as far as production work, I do recommend that they you know have some kind of musical background, whether that be just like learning YouTube videos. I mean, there's so many great YouTube videos nowadays about how to play music and stuff, um. Or, you know, more formal formal education is, is, I don't think it's ever a bad thing. I mean, obviously there's, has got to find a good teacher. Um, yeah. But uh, it, I do think, it, it, especially in production, it definitely helps to have a musical background. Um, audio engineering, it, it's a nice plus. And again, there's so many things you can do with audio engineering that aren't related to music. Mm-hmm. So um, there's That's a good. lot of great engineers out there that... that aren't aren't necessarily musicians or right. musical, but they make a living and a career off off audio engineering. But right. I think it's rewarding. It's fun. It's a hard lifestyle. Um, mm-hmm. You know, uh, for for me, you know, we worked for ourselves. So my wife and I run our business. Yeah. Um. You know, we've done it for five years plus something like that. Um. You know, and it's it's uh, feast and famine. And yeah. it's, But it's so rewarding. And, yeah. Um. You know, if you stick with it. I think perseverance is really the 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 only thing I have to recommend to someone who's interested in this career it's like it really just takes that you know that's good Um, everything else kind of you'll know if you have a potential in it or not, yeah. you know? <laughs> so, right. no, yeah. But if you
0: stick with it, it'll
1: it'll, it'll happen. You know, well, thanks, but, man. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Well thanks for your time. I learned so much. There's all these words I have in front of me that I'm like, I always wanted to know what that meant and now I have a, little, a bit of a taste cool. of what these things good. mean. Good, 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 good. Um well thanks for your, your time, man. Like uh, absolutely you're you're good at articulating what you do. I appreciate it. And you know, obviously I'm biased, but I also like a lot of the products that you put out and the musicians that you partner with and help bring their sound awesome. out. So thanks. Thanks, man. I'm um, glad to be here. Dude. Yeah. And so, yeah, you can go to redyetiaudio.com to check out Everett's work. And you can also go to thingsaboutthings.com for more things.